If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, a Kantar podcast now. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is Internet Marketing. to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. Give them a call, plus 44-1273-733-433, or you can fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact. Alternatively, you can talk to either Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be happy to help. Now, today I'm joined once again by Brad Geddes, author, speaker, and co-founder of Adalysis. Brad, good to have you back. How are you? Oh, good. Very well. Thanks for having me back, Andy. It's a, it's a, it's a big pleasure. And we last spoke, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he says looking at the, uh, the screen. <laughs> so I definitely won't be mistaken. Uh, it was back in March this year, I think, and we were talking about humans versus machines. Do you remember that one? Oh, that's always a fun topic, right? Yes. Who's going to win? And, and and that's a a good place where uh, humans plus machines is much more powerful and either on their own if you can work with them properly. And that's that's the trick is working with them properly. Yes, it's the blending of the human and the machine that makes it all as sweet as a nut, as they might say. So uh, just to remind our audience, tell us a bit about yourself and uh, Adalysis. Sure. So I've been in paid search since uh, 1998. So this is my uh, 21st year doing paid search. Um, and these days I'm co-founder of Adalysis, which is an ad testing and paid search recommendation platform to uh, get automated suggestions, quick workflows, simple workflows for teams or individuals to uh, manage Google ads and Microsoft ads accounts. Fantastic. Now today I would like to talk to you about about something that uh, I probably should have talked about about a month ago because it, it happened about a month ago. Now, Google have changed their match types, haven't they? Just just remind or inform our listeners what this means. Sure. So they, they changed phrase match and modified broad match. 
And phrase match has historically only matched to queries when the same order is applied to the search term and the keyword. And they got rid of that. Um, they, they now allow some reversal of words, some word substitutions, um, where if you search for you know lawn care and the keyword is care for lawn or lawn mowing services, suddenly mm-hmm. you, your ads could still show. And so they're doing some word substitution, which you know, good and bad. Um, and there were also for the modified broad match uh, doing word substitution, which before they would only you know honor different stemmings, misspellings, and so forth for modified broad. And so they've expanded both these match types to match to queries that would have never been matched to them um, previously. Yeah, so basically it sounds like, so just, just to sort of come back out again slightly, the context of this, of course, is pay-per-click, isn't it? So you basically make your pay-per-click advert, and in the olden days you could choose pretty much one pretty solid keyword, couldn't you? And you'd know that it would be a, a direct match. But it sounds like they've made the, 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 the matching more fuzzy. Is that, have I got that about right? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Right, they're they're starting to you know move uh, more into some of how they do the SEO matching, where yeah. you know on the organic side, right, they use a lot of entity association and sort of guessing at times what you want, even though their their guesses aren't always that accurate. Yeah, and and they're moving some of that that same type of matching into uh, the paid search realm. Now, I'm imagining that. A lot of companies that rely on PPC, pay-per-click, heavily are not going to be too happy about this. Am I right in that analysis? Yes. Yes. So when you, when you look at, you know, this is going to be a happy, not happy, based on your account size and control. Yeah. So if you're a small advertiser, uh, you struggle with volume, you don't have a lot of time to go figure out search queries and keywords and stuff, you're going to get more volume. Um, hopefully it converts, but you're going to get more volume. If you're a larger advertiser and you've spent the time on this organization and researched and, and so forth, um, suddenly Google might be looking at, at your keywords and saying, oh, hey, look, these four keywords in your account all match. Mm. I'm going to grab this other one here that goes to a landing page that never converts and use that instead. Yeah. Um, and, and so for the larger people, this is a, a so far very poor change. Yeah. Do you, I know it's a silly question in a way, but you, you know, you might have a feeling. Do you, why did, have Google done this? What do you think their goal was? Uh, so Google's recent changes, when you sort of look over the last couple of years, um, their, their changes have been geared towards increasing the volume and ease for small accounts. Ah. And the exact match problems, some of the, the, the responsive search ad stuff going on, um, these, you know, the phrase and modified broad match changes, they, they benefit people who don't know what they're doing and can't get enough impressions and clicks and so forth. Um, yeah. and, and there's almost like this assumption that, well, you're a big advertiser or you're really smart at what you do, so you can just figure out how to work on the new rule system. And, and it, it's weird because usually, right, platforms – cater to their larger spenders. And these last several changes have been catering to their small spenders, mm. which is opposite of how you think of, uh, you know, where support usually falls into, into place. It's interesting, isn't it? So I'm just trying to put myself into the boots of a biggish operator now, and suddenly I'm going to guess that they're seeing a lot more hits that may not be as focused for their ads. What do they need to do? 
So they they need to first identify what these new queries are and if they're working or not. I mean, that's that's really the, the first step is to say, what is the new things we're showing for? Mm. Um, we were working with a, a legal company last week, and the keywords for them, like, copywriting, copyright um, and trademark registration, right, which is pretty straightforward. They were showing for things like copyright symbols, which someone is just wants to copy and paste into a Word doc or, right, and and, and completely, you know, registration symbols and, and, and Google's treating words like symbol, logo and trademark the same right now. And they're obviously very different types of entities. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you want to identify what's new and then ask yourself the question, right? Like, is this something we're okay showing for? If it, if the answer is yes, do you want to show your current ads and landing pages for it, mm. right? If yes, you can do nothing. Um, if no, then you probably want to make a new ad group for those particular words so you can sort of control it better yeah. um, and have like that better landing page. And if it's not, you're looking to say this is awful, um, then you need to get into, you know, adding negative keywords. So identifying those search terms is really, really important of where that volumes, that new volume is coming from. Yeah, I was wondering about that because I've, I've just got these visions of uh, like ads with like 200 negative keywords to try and get back to where we were before they changed it. Do you think that's going to happen? Oh gosh, um, our, our 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 we probably work with I don't know a uh, hundred accounts that have more than a million negative keywords. Yeah, um, oh, that is so amazing. yeah, having a few hundred negative keywords. Oh yes, no question, right? Yeah. Which is you know why it's useful to realize you can do ad group campaign or campaign negative list keywords of, of how you want to block things. But you know that identification is first and. The other issue that that has been caused now, right, is you have this really nice organization you set up. Google changed the match types. And now when when they do their algorithm, they say, oh, hey, these four different ad groups could all show. Mm. And they're going to have – if you've got one ad group – and I'm just going to use the copyright example because it's top of my head right now. You have one ad group that's copyright logo, one ad group that's registered trademark, um, one ad group that's uh, trademark lawyers – Right. And and someone searches for, you know, register trademark and you're like, yeah, we even add the talks about register trademarks. Our website does. And Google decides to show the logo ad instead, which mm. is a completely different thing. Not what the user searched for. If they click on it, the wrong landing page, your conversion rates plummet, even though you have the right keyword and ad in your account already. Um, and, and so identifying when the same search term is now coming to multiple ad groups, mm. if there is one that is much better converting for you, right, or just logically is the one you, you want to show, um, you have to identify those and, again, use negative keywords to control that. Mm. You alluded there to sort of query workflow. Uh, and I'm just thinking about sort of duplicate query items and duplicate keywords is there a problem there is, it, is how do you sort of handle this yeah so um duplicate queries right mean the same keyword the same search term has caused keywords to multiple ad groups to show mm. and and i mean that's that's what that is right so you can go into your query data 
Um, easiest way is to actually just download it, put it in a pivot table, look at number of ad groups by query. Hmm. If it's more than one, you have a problem. But in a lot of cases, right, that the simplified workflow is users go into their query data. They say, okay, let me just uh, filter by search terms that have more than two conversions and the CPA is under our target that we have not added to our account yet. Let's select all these and then add them. Mm. Now, when you do it, though, in the interface, it adds that search term to the ad group that caused that, that search term to show. And so by using the, the sort of old workflow right, of that, you could suddenly have added that search term as a keyword in 20 ad groups. Yeah. And, and now you've not just Google's serving poorly for you. You've actually helped them serve poorly because you've indicated you want those keywords there. Um, and, and so watching those duplicate keywords has now become really important as well. So looking, I mean, you know, companies do sort of larger query audits, uh, sort of, you know, sort of on, on a sort of larger time scale. I mean, how do you go about this larger query audits? You know, and so we we did one a couple of weeks ago for um, a fellow large company who, when we looked at Google's match type changes, 28% of their unique queries were now coming from multiple ad groups, where previously it was under 1%. Mm. So this is a, a pretty systemic issue, right? So what you, you want to do is, you know, go into Google, um, download a time frame, and then change the time frame and download it again. Don't use their comparison because it, it makes some weird mistakes in, in cases like this. Yeah. And, and then you could use, again, pivot tables or VLOOKUPs to see how many unique queries per keyword um, we now had compared to how we had before. So, for instance, we had one keyword that went from 28 unique search terms to 2,700 unique search terms with a change. Oh, wow. So Google's matching it to everything, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and then you want to look to say, okay, over time, what queries have we stopped showing for that maybe used to convert, right? And so you want to do that time frame comparison looking at um, percentage of growth by keywords, queries you used to show for you don't now, queries you didn't show for you now do. Mm. And, and for each of those, ask yourself, all right, should we be controlling these on our account, meaning they should be keywords, or are they just useless impressions and, and waste of money? Um, we should remove those. And in doing like right now, since it's been around for you know five weeks or so, doing it last 30 days you know now, Compared to a year ago, a 30-day time frame yeah. will will give you like a really good indication, right, of how this change has affected you and how much work you need to do, or or maybe you don't, right? If you're a small account, this may be all positive. Mm. Um, if, if you're a larger company, you may have several hours or days of work to do to to fix some of these new new problems. Oh, well, Brad, thanks so much for coming on again and covering this this. Slightly tricky one that happened <laughs> just over a month ago. Um, if we could um, perhaps uh, distill it down into two or three top tips for our audience today, what do you think they should concentrate on doing? Uh, yeah, number one, look at your new search terms you never show for before and, and make some critical decisions whether they should be keywords or negative keywords. 
Um, number two, make sure you have a workflow in place for how often you look at search data and how you handle that information. Mm. And, and then step three, on a regular basis, could be monthly, could be just quarterly, right? Do analysis of before and after time frame changes to understand the larger trends um, that Google's using for your keywords and search terms. So you can put any like higher level strategic fixes in place or organizational changes in place. Fantastic advice. Thanks, Brian. And how can our listeners uh, find out more about you and uh, more about Adalysis? Sure. Well, you can find us on our website at Adalysis, A-D-A-L-Y-S-I-S.com. Um, I'm on Twitter at BG Theory, and I'm on LinkedIn all the time. If you just search for Brad Geddes, you can't miss me on LinkedIn. Brad, thanks a lot. And thanks, listeners, for listening. The show notes are in the usual place, which is sitevisibility.co.uk slash IM podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review. Uh, questions and suggestions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. Remember, we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. So that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Brad. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for coming on again, Brad. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, a Kantar podcast now. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.